Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 209, and we are days away from my favorite sports weekend of the year, the best sports weekend of the year, divisional round playoff weekend. Two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Oh boy, speaking of two games Saturday, let's bring Demonze in real quick before we get to what missed the cut. Uh, This is an old, I don't know what videos... Instagram sends you if you're like scrolling their reels or whatever, but I'm sure it's different than the ones I get. The algorithm sends me because the algorithm sends me gambling videos (laughs) and then parenting slash marriage videos, a bunch of like, this is how dumb my husband is videos. And there is a whole cottage uh, industry is too strong of a word, but a whole genre of, you know, my reaction when, I, you know, I tell my wife I can't find something and then she gets up and looks for it. And it's the guy with sweat pouring down his face, a variation of that. And a whole genre yeah. of, you know, my wife telling me about the plans today that she has told me about seven different times over the previous two months. And the guy's like, what plans? I am here to tell you those two genres could not be more accurate to my lived experiences. And I had one of those moments today. When your mom says to me, oh, I'm so excited for Ashley's painting reveal Saturday. I said, Mm. huh? She was like, (laughs) we talked about it. Ashley was here. She told you how excited you were. I'm like, oh, yeah. And when she said, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. I was like, but when is that? She's like, Saturday. I'm like, when Saturday? She said, six o'clock. And I gave her, she said, is there football? I'm like, of course. And, and now I have turned it on her because her telling me plans, it, it registers in my brain the same place that the NFL playoff schedule registers in her brain, which is nowhere. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, there's football. It's divisional weekend. She was like, is six o'clock a bad time? I'm like, it's the worst it's time imaginable. Time. <laughs> Couldn't pick a worse time. Six o'clock guarantees I would miss the second half of the Ravens game and the beginning of the Packer game. She was like, so what are we going to do? And I was like, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the games. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how I can make this up to anyone, but this is there. There is no possibility I could miss it. Now, she was very nice. She was like, I understand. It's fine. You can come meet up with us after. And I don't know that she fully registered that that the, there's the 4:30 game, but then there's another game after. So this event starts at six. She said I can come meet up with her after. The after is like midnight, but we soldier on. So listen, I am super excited about this weekend, and the final game is the game of the weekend, or what people would ha- have you believe is the game of the weekend. Chiefs Bills. We'll get to all of that. 
in a moment. First, what missed the cut? Pacers trading for Pascal Siakam. I don't think you could have found a more perfect pairing of good but not great player going to good but not great team that creates precisely zero buzz. It's like a Mad Libs of fringe all-star, fringe contender, combined forces. That is, okay, who is the player in the team we could put together that might make zero of the talk shows? And the answer is, well, (laughs) what if we put Pascal Siakam on the Indiana Pacers? They're like, perfect, do it. Kyrie. Wanted to reunite with LeBron. There will be more discussion about Kyrie's, uh, you know, fever dream about maybe joining the Lakers than Pascal Siakam actually joining the Pacers. Modern media and Girl Scout cookie season begins. Are you guys trying? Tell me in my ear, producers, on the Girl Scout cookies thing. Are you guys trying to get me? Have I done my Girl Scout cookies rant on this show before? Are you guys trying to bait me into that? Or is that an honest question? Oh, I haven't done it? Okay, all right. Stay for the end of the show. I'll do my Girl Scout cookies rant. Because there's... there's I have strong opinions on this. And it's not about what the best flavor is. I agree with you, Demonze. I like Thin Mints. But uh, Thin Mints in the freezer, delicious. Uh, so we'll do all of that. But first, Demonze, let's get into the actual show. Go ahead. After getting absolutely embarrassed at home last week by the uh, Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys are keeping uh, McCarthy. Everybody thought he was going to lose his job, including me, maybe you. Um, But with so many quality coaching candidates opening it up, why does it make sense for Dallas to keep McCarthy? Uh, I mean, I don't think it does. And I've now come to a realization that maybe others came to before, uh, and maybe some think I'm wrong on. That's fine. And the realization is, I don't think Jerry Jones' number one goal is to win a Super Bowl. I think Jerry Jones' number one goal is to be the face, voice, and have full control of his franchise. And he'd like to win a Super Bowl, but he has to have that. Because if your number one goal is to win a Super Bowl, and Jim Harbaugh might be available, Bill Belichick is available, Mike Vrabel is available, hell, Pete Carroll is available. Maybe, just maybe, Mike Tomlin could be available. All those things, and you decide to run it back with Mike McCarthy, it's because your number one objective is to have unquestioned full control of your franchise, be the unquestioned voice and face of the franchise. And I think it's a bad decision. Now, I understand that, you know, Greg Olson, who I think has been awesome, and I have massive respect for that Greg Olson, during the broadcast and since the game, you know, via Twitter, has been very adamant that the smart move is to keep Mike McCarthy that it's too reactionary, it's too prisoner of the momenty to keep Mike McCarthy. I vehemently disagree with that take. I think people probably thought that when the Denver Broncos, uh, three years into, was it three years or four years? I'm going to check it to be because I want to be exactly right here. But it's with uh, John Fox well, huh? in, in Denver, what'd you say? 
It's been a long moment, too, as well, huh? You know, prisoner of the moment. This keeps happening. Oh, well, sure. The, the, McCarthy. Very fair point. The But so John Fox in Denver, he was the coach there for four years, but he was the coach with Peyton for three. In those three years, they went 13-3, and three, lost in the divisional round their first playoff game, went 13-3, and three, lost in the Super Bowl, went 12-4, and four, lost in the divisional round their first playoff game. They had the bye every year. They made a Super Bowl. So he was 46-18, and 3-4 and four in the postseason, won a playoff game with Tim Tebow as his quarterback, made the playoffs with Tim Tebow. Once he got Peyton, they won 12 or 13 games and had the bye every year and made a Super Bowl, and they fired him because they said, we need to get over the hump. We need to be better. And by the way, the next year they won the Super Bowl. And so I don't think, I I do think there are certain losses that wipe away all the good work you did in that regular season. And when I evaluate coaches, I ask the very simple question, because my coach and my GM evaluation is very different with a The better the job the GM does, the higher expectations the coach has. The worse job a GM does, the lower expectations a coach has, which is why Belichick was in such a weird spot at the end in New England because it's like, well, he is making the most with a roster that doesn't have any talent, but he picked the talent. So that obviously then works for him as a coach against him as a GM. I think the Cowboys were tremendously talented. And I think the Cowboys were once again unprepared for the postseason. The Cowboys, in two of the last three years, losing home playoff games to Jimmy Garoppolo and Jordan Love, and no disrespect to Jordan because he's been excellent, but they were the seventh seed. They were fighting for their playoff lives in the final week of the year. It's his first ever playoff start. So losing those home playoff games as significant favorites is firing worthy. It just is. And when you look at Mike McCarthy, if you are a team that is as Brew has been saying all year, Super Bowl or bust. And I have been arguing, well, at the very least, NFC Championship game or bust. You do need to ask yourself, when is the last time in the postseason one of his teams overachieved or met expectation? When is the last time the Green Bay Packers or the Dallas Cowboys with Mike McCarthy, once they got to the postseason, got to where they were supposed to be. So in 2010, they win the Super Bowl as the wild card. It's it's amazing. It's a great job by all involved. Since then, we can go through the years, guys. And, in fact, we will go through the years. The very next year, the Green Bay Packers were 15-1. and and in their first playoff game at home, they they don't lose to the Giants. They get blown out. 
by the Giants. In 2012, they're 11-5. They win their first playoff game against the Vikings, and then they play the Niners, and they don't lose to the Niners. They get blown out by the Niners. The next year, so that to me, getting the divisional round that year, they weren't as good as the Niners. That's a road playoff game. That's, I guess, meeting expectation, but you got blown out. The next year, they sneak into the playoffs 8-7-1. and one, They lose to the Niners again. Okay? The next year, they are the one seed. Or, I'm sorry, the two seed. They get the bye. They, get, they are in the NFC Championship game against Seattle, have a two-score lead with minutes to go, and blow the game. Now, they reached about as far as they were supposed to go. They were the two seed. They lost to the one seed, but they lost... In horrific fashion, the very next year, they lose. It takes two Aaron Rodgers Hail Marys to force overtime against the Cardinals, and you lose. And the next year, they play, I would say, to their seed, maybe above their seed, get to the NFC Championship game, and get blown out by the Falcons. And then we know the story in Dallas. So, I think Jerry decided it was more important to have a coach that he could control, that he could be the voice of the franchise, all of that, than that he could give themselves the best chance to win a championship. Now, folks will make the argument, what did Andy Reid's postseason resume look like before he got Patrick Mahomes. And I understand that argument. Because Andy had a lot of years where they were good but not great, couldn't get over the hump. The difference is Andy did not have nearly as many absolute flameouts, and Andy, most notably, did not have these years where he had the better quarterback in a playoff game and kept losing. And people are like, oh, look at the Andy with the Chiefs before Mahomes got there. It lost to the Colts, blew a 27, that one was painful, blew a 27-point lead to the Colts in the playoffs. Yeah, I understand that. It was Alex Smith versus Andrew Luck that the next time they were in the playoffs, lost to the Patriots. It was Alex Smith against Tom Brady. The next time they were in the playoffs, lost to the Steelers. It was Alex Smith against Big Ben. That was a tough one, too. Chiefs scored two touchdowns. Steelers scored zero touchdowns, and the Chiefs lost that game. 18 16, two field goals for the Steelers. Six field goals for the Steelers. Pardon me. Now, the next year, Alex Smith's last year, lost to Marcus Mariota. Now, that's a terrible one. Up 21 to three, lose to Marcus Mariota. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a really, really bad one, but you also were not a true Super Bowl contender that year. And then Mahomes takes over and you reach these heights. The point, the reason to me that Andy Reid, Mike McCarthy analogy doesn't quite fit is Mike McCarthy had his version of Patrick Mahomes. It was Aaron Rodgers and he made one Super Bowl in a decade. So I think it's a bad job. It's a bad job by Jerry keeping him. All right, next. 
So you laid out on your show how yeah I'm I'm coming down with something I'm sorry for all the listeners voice is gonna be a little you're right uh, buddy. don't worry about it but yeah you laid out how this is the biggest game for nearly everybody on the Bills most notably Josh Allen they're the favorites at home and have the momentum on their side would you say that the biggest edge for the Chiefs right now is how big this game is for Buffalo you know the biggest edge for the Chiefs is that they're better and okay. I say these things. And people immediately, they're like, oh my God, what a homer. And I laid this out on the TV show yesterday. I'm going to lay it out again. The Bills went 11-6 and and won their division and were considered terrifying. The Chiefs went 11-6 and and won their division and it was considered disappointing and a failure. Josh Allen had a worse passer rating than Patrick Mahomes. Touchdown-interception ratio than Patrick Mahomes. Yards per attempt than Patrick Mahomes. Completion percentage than Patrick Mahomes. And yards per game than Patrick Mahomes. Every single passing statistic, Allen was worse than Mahomes this year. Josh was considered an MVP candidate. Mahomes, it was considered what's wrong. Was it slightly? With the passer rating, the the, the passing numbers, are they slightly... Better Mahomes. Yeah, it, yes. than, uh, it's Josh all very Allen? close. It's all very all right. close. And so if the answer is because Josh is running, if the golf yeah. if you think the golf between Mahomes and Allen in how they were discussed this year is equivalent to Josh is a better runner, right. I disagree. Mahomes the it was we were nobody was saying Josh Allen is broken as a passer. The offense is broken for the Bills. Nobody. Nationally. And Mahomes across the board had better passing numbers. And it's just, again, it's how we discuss the teams. The Bills have the number nine defense in the NFL. Nobody thinks it's a glaring weakness. The Chiefs, believe it or not, have the number nine offense in the NFL. It's their Achilles heel. So I am here to tell you it is it is not that, oh, Nick, but they played before and the Bills won. They did, and you give them credit for that. The I think if you remember that game, there's the Kadarius-Tony game, that to me is the definition of a coin flip game, a game that could go either way. And in that game, the Chiefs were without both of their starting linebackers, their left tackle, and their running back. And the Bills were coming off a bye. The Chiefs were not. In this game, the injury advantage is on the Chiefs' side rather than the Bills' side. The Bills played Monday, the Chiefs played Saturday, and all those guys the Chiefs were missing are back. So... The biggest edge the Chiefs have is they're a better football team. And there are a lot of interesting elements to this game. And I'm wearing my No Gamble, No Future sweatshirt in part because I love it, but also because that is my buddy Buffalo Brent Hanks' television show. And I want him to have some, you know, good vibes and good feelings leading up to Sunday because Sunday is going to be so painful for him. Because when Sunday comes around and when the Chiefs win that game, what is Buffalo's next move? If you can't beat the Chiefs this year in this spot in your building, when are you going to? 
and credit to Bill Simmons because he he brought up this analogy and I thought it was really smart. He said, if the Bills don't win this game, are they the Atlanta Hawks of the 1980s with Josh Allen being Dominique Wilkins? I was like, oh, that's good. So once Dominique got to the Hawks, you know, once they he was really, really great, they lose to the Celtics in round two. Then the next year, they lose to the Pistons in round two. Then the next year, they lose to the Celtics in round two again. Eventually, you know, they lose to the Bulls once. They they lose to the Pistons. Can They never even make a conference final. The other reason that one works is one of their round twos against the Celtics, that game seven is one of the greatest NBA games ever played. They lost by two points in heartbreaking fashion, and Dominique, some would argue, outplayed Bird. Dominique had 47, and they lose by two. That's kind of the divisional round game game you could argue from a couple years ago, the 13 seconds game. So if they don't win this year, I don't know when they're winning. But I also don't like this bullshit that this is a rivalry. Not yet. It could be. If the Bills win Sunday, it's not a rivalry if one team wins every big spot. It's not a rivalry if the Chiefs in this era, Demonze, what's the Chiefs' worst year in this era? That You don't have to give me the, the year, but the worst result the Chiefs have had since Mahomes has been there. What, when they lost, some, in the play, like, lost in the playoffs to the Bengals? Yeah, so the, that's exactly right. The overtime AFC title game lost two years ago was the Chiefs' worst season since Mahomes took over. What's the Bills' best year? Getting blown out in the AFC title game four years ago by Kansas City. If we were to line up the best and worst of the Mahomes-Allen era and rank them, the number one seed, the Chiefs last year, league MVP, Super Bowl champion. Number two seed, the Chiefs in 2019, Super Bowl champion. The number three seed, the Chiefs in 2020, went to the Super Bowl and lost. The number four seed, the Chiefs in 2018, league MVP, losing overtime in the AFC title game to Brady. The number five seed, the Chiefs in 2021, losing overtime to Joe Burrow in the AFC title game. The five best seasons... For the Chiefs and Bills, since they've had Mahomes and Allen, are all Chiefs years. The best Bills year would be the sixth seed, losing in the AFC title game to the Chiefs and getting blown out. Which is the long way of saying this. The Chiefs' best year of this year, I'm sorry, the Chiefs' worst year of this era is better than the Bills' best year of the era. By any definition, by any metric. So they lose this year? Buff, and just think about even the context of how they've been discussed this week. The Chiefs win by 19 against an 11-win team that had a fringe MVP candidate at quarterback. Ah, it was called out. What does it really matter? The Bills win by 14 against a 10-win team that made the playoffs on the final day of the year with their third-string quarterback. Oh, my God, the Bills are terrifying. Folks are trying to speak this into existence, but it does not yet exist. And so 
I'm excited to see the game. But the fact of the matter is, since Mahomes took over, Chiefs season start conference championship game weekend. A great season, you go 2-0. and A disappointing season, you go 1-1. and And an awful season, you go 0-1. The Chiefs have had two great seasons, one disappointing season, and two awful seasons. The season, this weekend will be a nice preamble to it for Kansas City, but that's what it is. And so, we'll go out and see, and and I'm going to say one other piece of this, because people, and by people I mean my television co-hosts, say, Nick, so much of your argument is the history. And it's not just the history. It's that I just saw Mahomes play the best negative degree playoff game anyone's ever played. Rasheed Rice is turning into a star, and they have the best defense in the NFL. It's not just that. But yeah, I am looking to Mahomes' postseason history. Because Mahomes' postseason history, how has he lost? Well, I can tell you, because it's only happened three times. He lost in 2018 in the AFC title game. In that game, the Chiefs were down 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Mahomes led back-to-back touchdown drives. They're up 21-17. to The Patriots score with three and a half minutes left. Mahomes gets the ball back, leads another go-ahead drive. They're up 28-24. The Patriots score with 39 seconds left to take the lead. Mahomes leads another drive to tie the game. They lose the toss. The Patriots get the ball win in overtime. So that game, to beat Mahomes, you had to overcome the fact that he had three fourth-quarter comebacks in the same game. The next time he lost was in the Super Bowl, got his ass kicked throughout the game. Bucks were better. Bucks deserved it. I thought if you watch that game, Mahomes played kind of brilliantly, despite the fact he's down four offensive linemen, but they got absolutely rolled. The only other game he's lost was the only time in his career he's played poorly in the postseason, which was over to, or the sec, the overtime loss to Cincinnati when in the second half he he semi melted down, if you will. Made the big mistake before halftime. It seemed to short-circuit him, and he played poorly in the second half. That's it. So what's the the reason that I think the history here matters is Patrick Mahomes in his career has played a dozen playoff games before the Super Bowl. He's 10-2, both losses in overtime, and has 31 touchdowns and three picks. I'll say that again. He has 31 touchdowns and three picks. Patrick Mahomes has played seven Divisional rounder wild card games. He's 7 0 with 17 touchdowns and one pick. 17 touchdowns, one pick in the divisional round or wild card round. So, yeah, the history there matters a lot to me. And I think the Chiefs have the better defense. Right now, going into this week, Chiefs have the better quarterback. They have the better coach. They have the better defense. They have the better running back. They have the better tight end. And sneaky, they might have the better number one receiver. And it's going to get real nervous up in Orchard Park. Real nervous up in Orchard Park. And Demonze, I saw you kind of grimace when I said they might have the number one, the better number one receiver. Go, you yeah. go make some money on FanDuel. 
uh, FanDuel put digs under projected total. <laughs> well, I'm just saying projected total yards for Diggs, 65. Projected total yards for Rasheed Rice, 75. So the bookmakers, whether whoever they think's better, they think Rasheed Rice is going to have the bigger game. So take for that what you will. Next, if they think where they think the quarterback's more likely to get the ball to him. Um, but I hope for your yeah, sake sure. that the Chiefs win this game. Um, so the Packers and Jordan Love are obviously coming off that upset versus the Cowboys, and now they're headed to play the Niners. So with your lack of your lack of faith in Brock Purdy, you probably think there's a chance they could upset them, correct? You know, what if they come out there, you know, uh, score a touchdown immediately? I don't really Brock think Purdy's so. playing from behind. No? No, no I, I don't think so. So you think go Brock ahead. Purdy's good? Here you go. The... Okay, go ahead. Just keep going. I mean, that's the, the, that's the, the question. The, what, what's the script for Green Bay to question. pull off the upset? Oh, I don't think there's really a script. I don't think Green Bay no can win this game. So there I is don't. a script. Listen, I... No, I said I don't think Green Bay can win the game. I I, I don't think Green Bay can win the game. There, I, the Yes, you're right. I'd love it if they did. But I don't think they can. I would be shocked, really shocked, more shocked than Green Bay beating Dallas if Green Bay were to win this game. I don't think the Green Bay defensive personnel can deal with the Rock Niners' party. offensive personnel. No, Got again, I, you're the, the, I don't. I'm not going to. I'm not really interested in continuing a five-month-long Brock Purdy argument. I'm not. If people watch, like, the, we could have been having the same exact argument about Tua. It's the same thing. I, I'm not interested in having the argument. The, I do not, and people, people are treating credit like it is an infinite resource. It's not. It's a finite resource. And so people want me to give Brock Purdy more credit. But I view credit as, like I said, a zero-sum game. In order to give to someone, you must take from someone. And so I, when I look at the Niners, I just look at a bunch of people who are, you know, first up at the credit pie before Brock Purdy. Kyle Shanahan, Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk, Debo, a lot of guys. With that said, the only chance the Packers have to win this game is Purdy melting down and I don't think he will melt down. So if the, is that credit? I don't know if that's credit or not. I don't think Brock Purdy's going to come out and be bad. I think that Jordan Love should be good. This is not a shot at Jordan Love, but I don't I did not believe in the Packers defense before the Cowboys game. I don't believe in them now, even though they played well against Dallas. That to me was more about Dak melting down than it was anything Green Bay did. And so credit to Brock. I don't think he'll melt down, but I do not think it is realistic to believe in Green Bay this weekend. They've had a wonderful season, and credit to them, and they are a scary team moving forward, but they are, I mean, we'll get to my pick shortly. They are near 10-point underdogs for a reason, for an absolute reason. Next. So, it is a do-or-die time for Lamar Jackson against the Texans rookie quarterback coach combo. 
But we obviously know that Lamar was in this exact same position uh, once upon a time ago, won the MVP, got the bye, got bounced out of the first round. Does anyone have more to lose this weekend than Lamar Jackson? Oh, uh, no. I mean, it's Lamar. And it's a rough spot, but it's what it is. If it, It's not the same, but remember how I said on Tuesday that Dak's MVP-adjacent season actually worked against him because of how he played in the postseason? The exact same story for Lamar. Lamar being so great this regular season actually will be weaponized against him if he plays poorly in the postseason. And he doesn't have to win the Super Bowl. I don't even know that he has to make the Super Bowl. Honest to God, if Lamar makes the AFC title game and just gets outdueled by Patrick Mahomes, then I don't think anyone's going to kill him. I think people, I think the story coming out of that, or even if you were outdueled by Josh Allen, which I don't think they're going to play that game, but so be it. The story coming out of that game will be, oh my God, Patrick Mahomes is freaking Thanos, man. Even with this team this year, he's back in the Super Bowls. But if yeah, why did you pronounce it like but that? But if how do you say it? Thanos. What do you mean? You said oh, Thanos. Okay. All right, I don't know. I thought that's what his name was. I'm not. I'm, I'm not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm not sure. I've read it. I've I seen am. the the memes with the Infinity Stones. I didn't know it's Thanos. Okay, it's so Thanos, whatever. Yeah. They'll think he's Thanos. He's gonna come for you. Uh, I'll just the my apologies. Uh so I don't think he has to win the Super Bowl or even make the Super Bowl, but he has to win this game. Has to. And needs to play well in it. Right now, of the eight playoff quarterbacks remaining, Lamar has the lowest career playoff passer rating, by far the lowest career win percentage, by far. It's a problem. And he cannot fall to one and four and have another bad passing game in the postseason at home, rested, healthy as the one seed. Can't happen. And that's why there's more pressure on him than anyone. Here's the other thing. If it were, I know Lamar is going to be the league MVP. If it were to happen, Demonze, where does he start next year in AFC quarterback rankings? Are Think you saying if you were to like? Are you just saying if you were to get bounced out in the first round? Yeah, this or round. I guess not the first round. Well, yeah, bounced bounced out by um, CJ Stroud and the Texans. Yeah, I mean, the answer is fifth. At right best. outside of five. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes, CJ, Burrow, and Allen will all be hand- if if CJ as a rookie beats him on beats the road. Him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Burrow's been awesome in the playoffs throughout his career, had big moments. Josh Allen obviously has had some amazing moments in the postseason. You're not the, you, you, no one's even going to be able to make a credible argument that he's in the top four. And so it's a tough spot for him, man. And now, he's gonna, the, again, I, I, he's going to do it, though. Go this win. is the most equipped they've ever been to do it, in my opinion. Uh, this is this is you're right here. and mark andrews is coming back the right. and so and i don't know if healthy. that's i don't know if they're, that's good or bad to be honest but 
uh, we should probably oh, wow. try to stick Why? to Why? You think he stick- might go to him th- too often? Yeah, I, th- I think we should stick to what's been working. And, you know, obviously Andrew's got to play, work him in there. But the likely situation is it's been working. So, um, yeah, no, that's fair. And, he still, uh, and, I, and, and I saw so- him practicing, moving around. He still doesn't look 100%. Which is, I, I yeah, get no, that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, it's, not, it's not guaranteed that he's going to play this weekend, but I'm saying he's eligible to be right. act, to be able to play this weekend. All right, last one. All right, so arguably nobody's riding higher than the Lions right now, but Tampa's got something brewing with Baker in that defense. Would the Niners, would the Niners sneaky rather play Detroit than Tampa? I think 100%. No? But no. No, listen, if the Niners' path to the Super Bowl is the 9-8 and eight Packers followed by the 9-8 and eight Bucks, they're pretty happy. Detroit, on the other hand, could present some problems in this regard. Detroit might be able to truly get in a shootout with them. Detroit, I don't think, could stop San Francisco, but I think that Detroit could, in the right circumstances, could score with San Francisco if that offensive line can block it up. And so, no, the the Niners would much, much rather play Tampa. It would be a great story for Baker to be in the NFC title game, but that's a tough putt. I think the Eagles being so poorly coached and seemingly being so just over the season made us maybe slightly overstate the personnel Tampa has. So, listen, this is a hell of a year by Baker, a very successful season by Tampa, but they're in a rough spot against Detroit. Go ahead, Demonte. What I just, I just want to say the, the Bucks are going to win this game. Um, I'm, I'm on wow. the record saying it. Yeah. Wow. The Bucks are going to win this game. Well, that's a, per- that's like a perfect segue. We'll do our pick segment next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook or clean up make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine what are you waiting for head to factormeals.com slash nick right 50 and use code nick right 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month that's code nick right 50 at factormeals.com slash nick right 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month while your subscription is active Welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 209. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Winter can be a drag. Thankfully, we have sports to get us through this part of the year. And if you ask me, nothing goes together like your favorite foods and your favorite teams, especially in the wintertime. We've got the NFL playoffs, pro basketball. You can just stay inside and watch your teams until it finally gets warm out. And the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards, whether watching your team with other super fans at a local restaurant or in the comfort of your living room earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on your big screen tv and you can earn two times points at grocery stores which is great no matter what you're making at home and if you're willing to brave the elements even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and ev charging stations go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply and live every day your way. Limited time offer, credit or an issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated. Some restrictions may apply. All right, so Demonze, we can show you last week's picks for me. I went three and three, but in reality, I went three and two. We'll call it three and three, but the Pittsburgh plus 10, if you listen to the show, there was a lot of snow, wind, blizzard analysis. The game then got moved. It's the So three and three is the real record. Because if they would have somehow gotten that backdoor cover, we would have gotten the win. But still... Not really. I I feel like I got two games dead. Well, I got two games dead wrong this weekend. One game semi wrong that I ended up win. I thought the Rams were gonna win outright. I think I picked uh twenty seven twenty four Rams. The Rams end up losing but covering Kansas City an easy cover against Miami and Tampa, which I said was gonna win outright and. I can't, you know what? I'm not one to demand credit, but I'm going to demand credit on this. I said on television on Friday, Demonze, that 
we're going to know the Nick Sirianni era in Philly is dead when in this game against Tampa, they go for two via tush push and don't get it. And then in the game, they went for two via tush push and didn't get it. And that's not, that, that, that might be the best sports prediction anyone made all year. I just, to call that specific thing happening, and yeah, I, I don't. Cares. Go ahead. I don't remember. I I thought you. I know you said something about the tush push and the and the Bucks stopping it. I didn't know you said anything about it being yeah. on a two point conversion. I didn't remember that part of the. the yeah, well, it's the it's check my Twitter. I put out the video. All right, Demonze. Uh, also, by the way, I my Super Bowl exact is dead, which means my preseason bets were terrible. All right, we'll just move on. It's just, okay, we don't need to show it. We know it's red. We know Dallas is out. Uh, all right, let's go to the games this weekend. All right, you've got Houston plus nine and a half at Baltimore. Yeah, I think Houston can win the game outright, and I certainly like them getting almost ten points. Lamar sneaky bad. You with think they could win the game outright? Yeah, you don't okay, think they can win enough. the game outright? I've actually made sacrifices for Lamar. I've got a cold right now, so he could not get one. Um, but, uh, oh, okay. Oh, that's good. Uh, I appreciate but, that. But Lamar but yeah, it's, on it's, extra it's... rest, one and six against the spread. Uh, Lamar one and eight against the spread as a favorite of uh, greater than seven and a half. But now one of the this year. Now one of those. T- now I don't know if that's just this year. By the way, uh, one of those games was against Houston Week One. But I'm going to throw out the Houston Week One game entirely. Anything that happened, the fir- I mean, that's the first game of Stroud's career, the first game with, with D'Amico as the head coach. I don't care about that. Uh, Lamar, obviously. C.J. Stroud currently has a far better playoff resume than Lamar Jackson. And I need to see it from Lamar. And so I'm getting nine and a half points from a team that I think absolutely can win outright. I'll take Houston plus nine and a half. The, the Ravens are your team. Go right ahead. Yeah, I mean, jeez, man, I just—it's crazy how you take the Houston plus nine and a half and didn't, and you you don't want to take Green Bay plus nine and a half. Just telling me, obviously, you got more faith in C.J. Stroud than uh, Jordan Love, which I guess it's fair. But uh, well, no, hurt by it's these also picks, it's also the teams they're going against, and yeah. I think the Niners are a better team than Baltimore. Uh, from top to bottom, and I trust the Niners in the playoffs more than I trust Baltimore. All right, next. I mean, Fair enough. Away, so, but go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Next, you've got San Francisco <laughs> minus right. nine and a half versus Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, this just feels like a game that San Francisco gets out to a 14-3 to lead and does exactly what they want to do. This feels like a game that San Francisco controls. Now, if if it's close toss, in the second, it, the listen, if it's close in the second half, um, I think Jordan Love can throw a real scare into San Francisco. I don't think it'll be close in the second half. Uh, San Francisco, 10 times this year, or 11 times this year, is won by double digits. That's the most in football. Green Bay struggles to run the ball, so they're going to be in a drop-back passing game against this Niners pass rush. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan, how about this, is the only coach since 1990 to be undefeated against the spread as a playoff home favorite. And so I just, the, I would obviously like if Green Bay, um, you know, made this a game. This is why you fight all year for the one seat. So you can get 
the seven seed, if they upset the two, you can get the team that just had their mini Super Bowl by winning that game against Dallas while you've been resting. And you get the worst team remaining in the bracket. That's your reward of being the one seed. San Francisco earned it. I like San Francisco in that spot. Next. You got Tampa Bay plus seven at Detroit. So I don't think Tampa wins outright. But I think this A can be a close game and B great backdoor cover potential. Uh Baker has covered every playoff game of his career. He's 2-1. and one. The only team to ever beat Baker Mayfield in the playoffs, the Kansas City Chiefs, remember that. I also think there is a potential for a slow start from Detroit because of the emotional letdown of last week. Their first home playoff game, playing Stafford, all of that, where Tampa can jump out to maybe a 7 nothing lead and Detroit all of a sudden's in a dogfight throughout the game. I do like Detroit to win this game, but it feels like a 23-20 type of game. I think that a lot of the blitzes Todd Bowles and the Bucks did last week are not going to work against Detroit, but seven points is too many points, and so I'll take Tampa plus the seven. Next. Uh, next, you got Kansas City plus two and a half at Buffalo. Yeah, listen... Uh, so there's this funny thing going around these terrible NFL aggregators. You know, there's like been this all of a sudden surplus of these NFL accounts that are like a couple initials in the word football and they have do no, none of their own reporting, none of their own anything. They just fire out other people's thoughts, tweets, stats or whatever so they can gain followers and make money off, you know, Musk's Twitter. Musk. So one of them tweeted out, uh, unfair. Patrick Mahomes is 8-2 in his career with the ref for Chiefs-Bills. Like, oh, basically the fix is in. And that is such a hilarious tweet because 8-2 means he wins 80% of his games refed by this guy. Patrick Mahomes wins 80% of his games. I saw that tweet. Literally. Uh, he's 86 and 25 in his career, which means for every 10 games, he wins eight of them. And so like the, so Mahomes, as good as his winning percentage is overall as an underdog, he's only been an underdog 10 times in his career. He's eight, one and one against the spread seven and three straight up. Andy Reid, now you guys are calling this extended rest. I don't call this really extended rest. It's one day more than you normally get, but it's two more days than Buffalo got. The Chiefs are, the first time the Chiefs played the Bills, they did not have their left tackle, their running back, their starting inside linebacker, or their backup inside linebacker, and they still had the game won if it wasn't stolen from them in a theft of the ages on the Kadarius Tony play. I, I spent 20 minutes discussing this game earlier. I don't need to do it here. Kansas City's the better team. Kansas City's going to win outright, and the Bills are going to have a really, really long offseason to ask themselves, how do we ever beat this team? All right, so my picks for this weekend are Houston plus 9.5, San Francisco laying 9.5, Tampa plus 7, and Kansas City plus 2.5. All right, what's the offer this week? Oh, All right, this one's called DeMonte's Guys. Uh, Lamar, Purdy, and Love all to have over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 400. And uh, we could even throw. No, thank you. Okay. No, so thank I'm you. guessing you, you don't. 
I'm guessing you don't have faith in Lamar to throw two passing touchdowns. That's what I'll Correct. Copy. Yeah, and part and the this, listen, and McCaffrey might and even if the Niners score thirty five, it could McCaffrey could snipe a lot of those touchdowns. But yeah. Listen, I gotta I gotta see it to believe it for Lamar. Sorry. Uh we play a new game called Blindly Right plus uh I I give my Girl Scout cookies rant. We'll do all that next. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. Watch everything right. Episode two hundred nine. Uh, we'll get. Let's right now get to a new game. It's called Blindly Right. Demonze, can you explain it to the audience? Yeah. So we've got a new game called Blindly Right. <clears throat> so we all obviously know that you're super confident in your takes, but we want to see if you can do them without looking. So I'm going to give you five potential outcomes to the Chiefs Bills game, and you tell me which one you would like the best or will be the best for you. <clears throat> the catch is right, but I don't know not, what all the possibilities are. Right, right. Oh, sorry. The, ca- the, the, the catch is you. that you're not going to know what the next thing is that I say. Um, so we're going to start off by giving you two totally, totally polar opposites, just to set it up. Um, okay. So first off, we've got. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, first off, so, you got right, so Chiefs blowout bills out at one. Right. Yeah, so and I'm, then you got, I'm seeing it right there. KC blows out the Bills, and the Bills blow out the the Chiefs is seven. So now you're right. going to throw stuff at me, and I'm going to rank it, but I have to f- try to figure out what, you know, okay. I, I understand the game. I've seen this on the internet before. They do this sometimes for, like, player rankings, but they don't tell you right. who all Favorite is on the songs, Okay, go ahead. This, that. Yeah. All right, so first we've got Bills win, but you hit a plus $20,000 parlay, or 20000 sorry. Bills you want to win. put that one out? If the Bills win, I won't give a shit about the parlay. Um, okay. Are we putting that at six? I'm going to put that at five. Five? I'm going to put okay. that at five. Bills win, but I make some money. Yeah, go ahead. Next. All right. So next we have Chiefs win, but the refs hand them the game. That's so stupid. I mean, it's just there is the, it's so dumb. Uh, I'm going to put that at, uh, I mean, I know how you guys work. So I think (laughs) you guys are going to have more, more Bills win outcomes than Chiefs win outcomes. So I'm going to put that at three. At three. Okay. Bills win, but there's a controversial call. So next off, we've got. Chiefs lose and you get blamed for jinxing them. Mm. That's four. That's four. Chiefs, yeah, that's four. Uh-huh. All right, next, next, you got Chiefs win. Wait, why? Yeah, could you explain well, I, your thought process on that being four? 
Yeah, do you, you wouldn't want to put that at it's last. Just, it's just four. No, I'm not explaining it. Just, just go. Okay. Oh, jeez. I'm not explaining it. I want to see. Right. I want to see how this goes. This go. is Chiefs win, but Allen outplays Mahomes. He's getting a little anxious. Don't give a shit. Number two. Okay. Bills win, and then they mention you as bullets and more material. There you go. Perfect. I I nailed this. There you go. <laughs> I, I nailed this exactly right. I the, I mean I the, I I got this exactly right uh as to where I where I would want this. So I wasn't really I the the stuff like this like I'm not really I'm not giving analysis about this because it's a theoretical of a theoretical of a theoretical. I'm just trying to outsmart the producers and I did. I knew exactly how you guys would line this up. I, I did not have a single Bills win higher ranked than the Chiefs winning. I got a perfect score on that. So that's so I feel gratified and satisfied. Daniel's in my air saying, explain it, trying to throw me off. No, I won't explain <laughs> it. I'm just going to nail it. That's what's going to happen there. Um, All right. You guys wanted my Girl Scout cookie rant. Um, So... Here's what it is. Um, kids should sh- sell their own damn cookies. Uh, what is you- the whole idea? It's uh, you don't post it at work. You don't send out an email. You don't tweet the link. It is not a contest of hey girls, girls out there, which of your parents has the biggest social media following or has the biggest job at work to where people feel pressure that they have to buy from this person? The whole I, listen. If we're being honest here, the whole thing's kind of a little scam adjacent to begin with. If I'm Keebler, I'm super pissed about this thing even existing. I'm like, I'm not sure what the tax status is, any of this stuff. But the the reason that it's gotten, that we've all agreed with it is, it's like, oh, a little entrepreneurship, go knock on some doors, cute kids for the neighbors, all of it. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, guys reply all email that time of year again who wants to order from my kid like huh and then yesterday i saw people being like on twitter like hey here's the link to my kids girl scout stuff that's not the point of this if if, if the ultimately we all know this the the girl scout cookies you know are enriching someone we'll call it you know the big girl scout Wait, corporation X. girl scout cookies Go can you get Girl Scout cookies outside of Girl Girl Scouts cookie season? Like, can you just buy them anywhere? I don't know the answer to that. The, yeah, I'm, so like, I'm not, I don't know. What the if answer people to that. like? What uh-huh. if? What if when that email gets sent, it's like, oh my gosh, like it's finally that season again. Got to get my Girl Scout cookies. Like they wouldn't have otherwise Are known you about saying? it. The, I'm I'm saying Wait, that some people right, probably get happy when that time I'm, rolls around. Okay, and what I'm saying is. Because you are a generation that thinks like, oh, you wouldn't know it's Girl Scout cookie season without the email. Because for the last decade, the the way people for all of time found out it was Girl Scout cookie season, someone rings their door or you go to the grocery store, there's a little stand set up. It's like, oh, it's Girl Scout cookie season. Sweet. I'll take either a couple boxes because I don't really like it, but I appreciate your ingenuity and I appreciate your stick to or I'll take a hundred boxes because I love it. No, and then take that off the gosh darn screen. I do not hate Girl Scouts. I actually am. I, I dislike parents 
uh, working the system against the idea of it. The whole idea here, the the reason Girl Scout cookies exist as a thing is not because we all decided years ago, you know what? Not enough sweet treats available to us. We need some, like why it's the, it would be like, to me, the Girl Scout cookies are like Pinewood Derby cars for Boy Scouts, right? The idea there is not oh, yeah. this. the market has demanded this void be filled. We as a society need more wooden cars made by, by poor engineers. It wasn't that. It was, hey, the kids are going to learn something from this. So if all of a sudden Pinewood Derby cars, it, you just saw everywhere. It's like, hey, Pinewood Derby season. If anyone knows somebody in the Mario Andretti family that'd like to make this for my kid, I'd like to win the contest. We'd say, well, that's dumb. That's not the point. The idea of Girl Scout cookie season was these girls take pride in it, have to put in work, and the winner is the one who knocked on enough doors, was cute enough to get someone to buy some extra, all these things. It has now been perverted to the winner is the one whose parent has 400,000 followers on Instagram and everybody buys from them. It's dumb. It's wrong. It defeats the purpose. So that's my rant. I had to sell chocolate bars at Lee A. Tolbert once upon a time and I just ate them all. So it was probably, probably would have been good. Yeah. Okay. But you did. I. I, I oh, yeah, that happened. And you know what? And there is always like th- this whole thing of my kid needs to raise money for X. I'm gonna basically do a GoFundMe for it. Defeats the purpose. The purpose is the selling, not the sales. The reason they get prizes is because it's supposed to reward the kid who worked the hardest, not the one whose parent works in a big enough office that they can pressure the other people. Like, what if Gabe sent out to all a blue duck? It's Girl Scout cookie season. Gabe's the boss. Girl Scout cookie season. And what if, and it's like, all right, I'm not saying who you're going to buy from. But it's Girl Scout cookie season. Here's the link to my kid's thing. And then what if new father Matt also has a kid selling Girl Scout cookies? And it's like, well, gosh darn it. Now my kid's not going to get the brand new 12-speed Gabe's kid is because Gabe trumped me on this. That's nonsense. It's not how it's supposed to go. What? Somebody what in the chat, Caden, Caden Wolf said, bro is like Aaron Rodgers versus Big Pharma, but it's Nick versus Big Cookie. Well, no, I actually think Big Cookie should be pissed. Like I, uh, <laughs> if I again, like, and I'm not, and I assume this is a tax dodge to begin with. I should have researched this, but I didn't even know it was coming up. Girl, I'm I'm googling it real quick. Girl Scout cookies tax tax write off. Hold on, is my purchase of Girl Scout cookies tax deductible? If you buy Girl Scout cookies and take the cookies home to consume them, you've purchased probably fair market value. For this reason, they're not tax deductible. Oh, hold on. Uh, this is okay, so that's good. Are Girl Scout cookies somehow a tax scam? I'm. Uh, 
Let me see. That's, so that's Does anybody know how long Girl Scout cookie season here. is? Oh, but there. Listen, I'm just letting you know. There's something I I haven't done the research on this. Now I am going to sound like Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? I've done one cursory internet search and pretend <laughs> like I'm an expert. I'm not sure, but I feel like Keebler should be pissed about it. Um. Oh, you, you know what? That's what I want to find out. Actually, hold on. Who actually makes Girl Scout cookies? Um. Currently, two commercial bakers are licensed by Girl Scout Cookies, ABC Bakers, and Little Brownie Bakers. Oh, this is, again, from GirlScouts.org, so they're in on it. Like, I want to know. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Nine things you didn't know about Girl Scout Cookies. I'm going to read that and report back. Here's what I do know. I'm not buying them from your listserv. I'm buying them from a child that knocks on my door and it takes a check. <laughs> That I give to them, and I may or may not ever get them. That's you're going to give them a check. The idea. Well, typically, check? typically, I think I buy Girl Scout cookies via check. In my mind, I'm not handing this okay. kid a bunch of cash. All of a sudden, they could get rolled in the streets. Like, like I'm giving them a check. The check's <laughs> going to get cashed, and I may or may not ever get them. That's the idea. Well, I mean, it's who's going to cash that check for them? Dude, their parents shouldn't be involved. The parents can help. The parents walk with them. Parents help them set it up. The parents don't use their social media clout or work pressure to get other people to buy them. It's very simple. I don't. I, I think this is something everyone should agree with. Um. All right. What are the questions? All right. So producers ask, did you see Lloyd's returning to Jeopardy? I think we're going to show a link. I think that we got a picture of him. This guy's always on Jeopardy, man. What's going on? I know. He keep he's going to crush. Here? I'm so happy for Lloyd because he's awesome. Because Lloyd's Wait, is awesome. That, and is he's that how crush. it works? Like, I, if you honestly, just do good, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I just know that hey, I'm congrats, very angry. Lloyd. There was a whole bunch of sports media people on Celebrity Jeopardy, and I wasn't one of them. So I'm like okay. legit bitter about that, but I also want to get on real Jeopardy. But in the meantime, since I haven't been able to, I'll take Celebrity Jeopardy and I will kill folks. Like don't like I'm gonna sound arrogant here. I don't mean it. I would you go sound arrogant on a, lot. a Ken Jennings style run if they let me on Celebrity Jeopardy. Like me <laughs> against other just dopey media people for in a in a knowledge competition. Oh my goodness! All right, next. Uh, Dwight of the Dead asked, "How do I spend on? How much do I spend on Girl Scout cookies this year?" What are they? Four bucks a box. Um, if you're buying them via someone at work sending an email, buy one box, just to be like, I saw your email. I'm buying one box. Don't send it to it again. <laughs> if you're buying it from a child that knocks on your door, twenty five boxes minimum, hundred bucks. That's the answer. Next. All right, uh, Nora Rodriguez asks a question for Demonte. What would the house be like during the Super Bowl if it was for, if it was for your guy Jordan Love versus Nick got Nick's guy Mahomes? Well, I wouldn't be there. Um, that might be a situation where we have to end up watching that together. Uh, but it'd be pretty crazy, and I I mean, I don't. I would. I would feel great about it, win or lose. Um, but he'd have to eat a lot of words. Had that happen. The answer is no, no, no. The answer is we'd both be rooting for the Chiefs. 
It would already be a win for, for Jordan Love, and so you would be obligated to root for the Chiefs, or I couldn't watch it with you. I, I want to <laughs> leave it on this. I got an email from uh, a guy named Mel Springs that wrote this. The headline was, Your Boy Demonze. Nick, I've noticed a personality trait which is common among us all, in particular with Demonze. He likes or plants his flag for players that somehow resemble him. His hilarious take about Jordan Poole averaging 30 and now how he's all in on Jordan Love. What's the same in these situations? They both somewhat resemble Demonze. Love, And then it was a very nice rest of the message about the podcast, and we appreciate that, Mel. But I thought about it. I was like, you know what? He might be on to something. He That's might, like, a... I, I, Jordan, I mean, listen, Jordan Poole legit reminds me of you. Jordan Love, not so much, but there is, I guess I'd put it like this. Of all the starting NFL quarterbacks, he looks the most looks like the, you. Right. Uh, right of yeah, all, that of is, all the is, available options. Maybe I'm secretly doing that, and like I just don't know it. But no, I mean, the Jordan uh, Poole one saying, was wild. That guy was saying was, is that it's subconscious. Is that people, what that guy was saying is that people do it without even knowing they're doing it. That it's subconscious. Uh, oh, and so copy. That, it's a little that, like, psychological thing. Exactly. Yeah, man. Uh, I want to see the right. guy that looks like me, but it'd be great. Let's. I get it. Yeah, there you um, go. Um, the Chiefs are going to roll the bills. I hope everyone enjoys it. Talk to you guys on Tuesday. What's right? Hey, it's Nick Wright. Thank you so much for watching. Please do us a favor. Click subscribe. It helps my ego. And Demonze's got a financial bonus writing on a number of YouTube subscribers. So help him out. And also, click the bell. I don't know what the bell does, but they tell me to tell you to click the bell. And your audio listeners, people that have commutes, drives, whatever it is, subscribe to the podcast as well, wherever you get the podcast. Same show, just, you know, just in your ears instead of through your eyes. All that. Check it out. Appreciate y'all.